Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Nu närmare sig här nu Holy Craps Retreat. Äntligen är det dags med våra healing retreats som återkommer varje år och detta år är vi lite extra taggade för vi kommer faktiskt att erbjuda ett retreat i Portugal där jag sitter nu. Ja och det är inte vilken plats som helst den här platsen. Jag är bara än så länge sätter på bilder men vi ska ju faktiskt åka dit tillsammans snart och den ser helt magisk ut. Ja. Nej, men jag kan känna in känslan av att bara gå runt på den här platsen och allt vi kommer jobba med och nej, men, alla uh, fina möten och nej. den kommer hålla det känns som att det kommer liksom, känslorna kommer kunna bara rinna ut i den här vackra jorden och det kommer vara varma poolbad och det kommer vara det kommer vara som en ljuv dröm. Ja, själva healing rummet där vi kommer ha klasserna har väl jättehögt i tak så det kommer finnas rum för så mycket expansion och växande i den här liksom underbara salen och eh, nej men var, alltså varje gång jag tänker på det här retreatet så pirrar det i hela, hela Ja, jag känner samma. Ja, det är så otroligt kul. Så... Man känner energin. Man bara... Ja, jag vet. Jag vet. Life force is flowing. Okej, okay, men detta datumet är 29 augusti till 1 september. Det är fyra dagar av ljuv, Portugal, luft och magi. Och sen två veckor senare, den 12 september till 15 september så ses vi hemma på underbara bäddar och ängar på Österlen för vår tredje omgång där. Och där har ni säkert sett och hört. Och det eh... känns ju bara så hem. Alltså det känns verkligen som att komma hem. Ja. Alltså där, det, man, vi känner liksom väggarna, vi känner hela auran, själen av bäddar och ängar. Och det öppnar också upp för ett väldigt tryggt och hållande och kärleksfullt space. Och vi kommer ju ha med oss våra fina foodgeeks även denna gången. Mm. Så in och spana in på holocrapco.com för att läsa mer om de här två fantastiska retreatsen så ses vi i sommar. Hi and welcome to a new episode of Holocrap podcast. Photograph is a Swedish podcast where we every week talk about a wide range of topics within spirituality, holistic health and personal development. This week will be our last episode from Costa Rica. I, Matilda, have met the fantastic duo Johnny Odoya and Daniel Miller, who are founders of Breathwork Studio Hale in Stockholm. Daniel is German, so this interview will be held in English. We have been wanting to interview these guys for a while. We have been very, very curious for a long time to learn about breathwork. And when I heard that Daniel and Johnny were going to be in Costa Rica at the same period as me, I saw it as a divine sign to meet up and do the interview here. 
In this episode, we dive deep into the science and the spiritual aspects of breathwork. Learning about the power of the breath and how transformative it can be to learn how to breathe in the right way. We also hear Daniel and Johnny's incredible life stories. Johnny's been a professional ice hockey player in NHL for many years and Daniel has a very interesting spiritual journey. And at the end, the guys are guiding us through three simple breathing exercises that you can do in your everyday life to reduce stress, become more present and gain more energy. This episode was recorded at an amazing place called Sunia in Costa Rica. And because the scenery was so beautiful and that Johnny and Daniel brought very cool equipment, we actually decided to also video record this conversation. We will post the video, our first ever, uh, on YouTube this week and let you know on Instagram when it's live. So if you don't already follow us there, we are called Holy Crap Official on Instagram. So give us a follow and we will let you know when you can watch the recording on YouTube. I really hope that you will enjoy this episode. I really enjoyed recording this fun conversation in such a beautiful tropical environment. And so hopefully this energy is transmuted through the episode. I am also apologizing in advance for any exotic sounds in the background. Next week we will be back in our studio where monkeys and birds are long gone. So please let us know what you think about the episode on Instagram. We are always so curious to hear your feedback. Now enjoy this conversation and have an amazing rest of the week. Lots of love. Warm welcome to Holy Crap Podcast, Daniel and Johnny. Thank you. I'm so happy that we finally are sitting down and are going to have this amazing conversation yeah. about so many things and maybe center it more around breath work, which is an area that we are super, super curious to learn more about. And I know our listeners are too. So um, currently and right now we are in Costa Rica, which is incredible in every way. And we are sitting right now in like a jungle scene. We are also video recording this conversation, so hopefully our listeners are going to be able to see this on a YouTube channel, maybe. It's our first video recording, and that's thanks to you, because you brought the equipment. And um, yeah, we're just happy that we are going to be able to shoot this too, because it's quite a, scen- like, quite a scenery. Um, so if you hear some background noises, it's life happening here in Costa Rica. We're sitting outside. You might be hearing some music, and that is because we are at Sunia, which is an amazing, like, healing center hotel place here in Costa Rica. And they're doing a cap session just right next to us. So right now it's a very emotional, nice music going on. Titanic almost. (laughs) So that's the scene, but we are just going to go with the flow and do this interview anyways. Um, so how has your trip been so far? How long are you here for and what's the intention of the trip? Uh, well, we started that. Well, thank you for having us uh, first. Uh, and uh, we started in, uh, in Mexico at the Breath Festival, ah. which is a um, collaboration of a bunch of different individuals that come together in the breathwork world, I would say. Mm-hmm. And there was four nice days 
that uh, yeah we wanted to go there and you know learn and collaborate and uh, breathe ourselves which is super nice to get away to do that a uh, different environment and uh, after that Daniel have some uh, business that he's, he's doing over here in Costa Rica uh, also uh, trying to attend a wedding so we had a couple of weeks in between and we don't really wanted to go home to the cold yeah. and uh, in, in February in Sweden so um, we figured we would stay and do some work and uh, get some surfing in we tried that today at least how'd we go and, um, uh, I was uh, <laughs> I think you had more fun than I did today but uh, <laughs> yeah I had a lot of fun yeah well, it was right. good it was good being out there at least it's um, it's nice being active and doing things so, yeah. yeah for sure hmm? absolutely yeah yeah, the, and the Cabo Breath Fest was a breath festival with various different types of people yeah. who were holding space and uh, teaching their specialties. And it was like uh, coming home to our crowd, so... Yeah, that must have been nice. really, really good. Yes. Do you know a lot of people in the breath community? Uh, I would say yes and no. So there's a lot of people to actually know. Uh, yeah. And I don't know everyone, but... The, the world is uh, shrinking, it feels like. Yeah. So there's more and more connections being established and it was great um, meeting Dan in person. And, Who's uh, Dan? Dan Brule. Mm -hmm. So he's like the Yoda of breathwork. He's okay. been doing this for 40 years already. And he, uh, um, like us, likes uniting various different breathing styles together in, in one place. Ah. So he just likes breathing. As well. And he does all kinds of different methods. Yeah, but he he is um, really into rebirthing too. So <laughs> that's his favorite, I would say. Yeah. In the yeah. end, he always comes back to that. Rebirthing. Yeah. Is that one of the methods of breathwork? Yeah, it's one of the the newest um, breathwork schools, you could say. So there's ancient ones um, that are thousands of years old, uh, and then there's. Um, Leonard Orr, who started in the 60s and 70s, the rebirthing movement. Uh -huh. And that is circular connected breathing. So that way is not to be found anywhere in the past that way. And it's just continuous circular connected breathing in specific ways that brings up um, various mental, emotional and physical aspects. So Is that what we did yesterday? It, uh, it's a variation. So what we did yesterday was um, like I designed a class mixing different styles together. And mm. the beginning we did a similar way of circular connected breathing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So yesterday you guys held um, a session or a class here at Sunia with uh, the ocean as your backdrop. How was that? It was fantastic. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, I said that yesterday. It's uh, the different elements are, of course, impacting any session you hold, and uh, it's also nice. Now we're kind of always doing it in the studio, so being in a different place and, and uh, having the sessions, I think for me was uh, fantastic. Mm. So I really liked it, and of course, watching people breathe and especially when you go into the relaxation afterwards and it's slowing down and sunset and everything. It reminds me a lot of my, one of my deeper sessions and one of my um, uh, sessions that I think brought me closer to understanding that this is, was something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Was, uh, was in Bali very similar, you know, you came out and you had the rice fields and the sunset and everything was wonderful. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I love it. Nice, it was very beautiful to attend too. 
It was such an interesting session. I was sharing after the session that for me personally, breathwork has been quite problematic. Like I've had, I've been experiencing some quite difficult sessions before. I've done it like maybe three times before. And I've done only Wim Hof before. Mm. I don't know if it's different than what we did, or it is different than what we did yesterday. But I don't know if the, like, the emotional release is usually different. Um, but yesterday I had a very calm and nice and grounding session. And my previous sessions has been very, very, um, very much emotional release and more of like the darker, tougher emotions, which is in like, I mean, that's life. That's how it's supposed to be, right? Um, but it was very nice to also experience some of the lighter um, emotions connected to breathwork. Absolutely. I mean, the technique or the, the way you breathe changes I would say almost everything. Yeah. So doing it a lot more softer and slower also brings a whole different way of connecting to it. And uh, then breathing faster and more intense, which happens then in Wim Hof, that can stimulate different psycho uh, physiological aspects. Okay. So uh, breathing fast and intense through the mouth is usually very often connected to uh, dangerous situations, life-threatening, right. panic, danger. And so when you breathe that way, uh, then emotions connected to that can arise. And that mm. can be very useful to release them. Yeah. Just also, there is a variation. That's why we choose to do rather slower versions and way more calm versions than the more intense fast right away because we're not, we're, we're here for the, the long run. Yeah. We want to take good care of people and not scare them away. Mm because it can be built up in a really smooth fashion mm. instead of having this uh, like bursting open experience, which is very often, in my eyes, sometimes re-traumatizing. Yeah. So I, I prefer a, a lot smoother approach, more careful, more safe created spaces. And then eventually after a certain time can be increased and then the, the strong sensations in the body, they, they're already known. Yeah. So that's one of our approaches at Hale as well. That sounds very yeah. smart because I'm kind of connecting breathwork to something not very pleasant right yeah. now. And or now I'm starting to change, thanks to you. But it's, yeah, that's how it's been previously. It's great mm. to hear because yeah. our aim is to pop the bubbles and not create more. And uh, popping the bubble is um, taking away the stigma around breathwork. Yeah. And the stigma is it's there for emotional um, trauma release or it's hard or it's horrible and we want to open the door that it is also blissful yeah. it's calm it's peaceful it's quieting the mind it is a it's a deep mindfulness practice like it can be used to bring energy in the body or to relax the body to relax the mind the aspects are are so manifold yeah and i think that is what we really want people to realize too that they have one of the most powerful tools of changing their state at any given time yeah but I wouldn't say that the general perception is is bad or difficult. I think the general perception is Ooh. pretty good. Oh. oh, there's the howlers, the monkeys. Howlers the monkeys. Are here. Yes. Hi, monkeys. Howlers. They're crazy. These monkeys is what, is what we wake up to every morning That's awesome. in Costa Rica. I don't even see them. They're kind of close to us too, where we yeah. live. But 
I wonder if the people viewing this can see the monkey. I don't, we can't no, even see them. I don't think they can see the monkey. Yeah. Interesting. Great. This is not the average background. No, it's perfect. It's nature. I've been waiting to see one for 10 days, so now it's happening. It's yeah. Oh, nice. Do you see them? Yeah, yeah. I see there. That's ah. right, right there in the tree. They're much smaller than I thought. And there's a baby yeah. monkey, too. Oh. So this is a mom calling. Probably. One of the loudest animals. Great. Nice. <laughs> um, so, one of the things that I find very interesting with the two of you is that you, as a duo, <laughs> thank you, is um, very dynamic and very. Um, you are quite uh, different as individuals, and you have very different stories and journeys behind you. Uh, would you like to talk a little bit about Why are we here together? That's the question. I think, yeah, yeah. and I think it makes a lot of sense, yeah. but it's, um, I think it's interesting for the listeners to understand the two different per perspectives that you are coming into and now creating Hail together. Um, so if you want to share, maybe Johnny, you want to start? Uh, ooh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, yeah, we are uh, different in a lot of different ways and like you said, have different backgrounds. Uh, but there's also, uh, it was funny in the beginning when I, I started doing breathwork and like I said, in the deeper parts for, for uh, uh, some months uh, on Bali and then came home and uh, I was like, why is nobody doing this? And, and it got to be something. And I looked at, I, I was with a couple of people that was doing different styles and then I found uh, Daniel. And uh, of course, then you you uh, you're still a, a level two um, uh, Wim Hof instructor. But so we kind of started there. But we did some other things, I think, too. And then quite fast, we started to think about uh, how to put it together and like why are nobody doing this and. Uh, why is there not a place where you can go and do all these different styles? Yes, there's the yoga place, and how do we how do we inform and then get people to understand what breathwork is basically in this esoteric and abstract world kind of. And uh, that was quite united. It was never like, if it's one thing, it's always been 100% clear uh, for us at least. And then our job now is trying to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> get the vision uh, spread yeah. and, uh, and get others to, to see the same thing. But. Uh, I think the, the dynamic of it that we actually have these different experiences and we uh, um, we come from somewhat of, of uh, different backgrounds but we have a lot of similarities too actually in the way we operate and see the world and uh, uh, how we th what we think is valuable and and uh, of course and the you know the passionate drive for for breathwork and doing doing this work I think is uh, very uniting, I would say, even, or, or from my side, anyways. But uh, yeah. But you're coming from more of an athlete background, being yeah. a professional hockey player. Do you want to talk about like how you found breathwork and coming from like more of that scene? Yeah. So the the hockey world is, uh, or the athletic world is very, of course, performance oriented, and uh, I think it's good. It's nice that it's like that. But uh, I'm not. Uh, I would. I wouldn't say I'm. A, typical hockey player uh, if there is such a thing um, but you were on a very like pro uh, level 
right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. As as much as pro as you can be, I would say. Uh, Playing in the states? Yes, I was in the NHL for yeah. 12 years. Wow. So I I played too much hockey, <laughs> but. Uh, no, but so, so I've seen that world and of course I understand or I've seen the, the world of performance and you know striving for something and all those things and, and sometimes there's other things missing in that and uh, it's it's cool and interesting to see now how that world is changing a little bit. They're talking more about obviously mental health and balance and like all of these other things and uh, it's not like I think I actually have figured out still. I think the work balance is something Obviously, now that I also have to work it in, in the private life, so to speak. Yeah. But uh, having the ability to reflect on it and understand and understand what's going inside of me and emotions that is connected to that and uh, uh, shifting mind states and, uh, and all of these things are super, super important. I think some players and individuals have it naturally. Some athletes have it naturally and some do not. And uh, I don't think there's enough tools for them to use by themselves, basically, mm. uh, that they can that they can learn quite easy and then you know manageable work with. And that is, uh, I think, breathwork is unmatched for that, which is uh, which is great. So. Do you also think that coming from more of a performance scene, do you think you're bringing that side into Hail too, like more of the measuring uh, the science I don't know if maybe you are too but um yeah Daniel is just that's it's interesting I think from the outside it seems like uh, Daniel is the more spiritual person I was gonna say but uh, uh, like that is your field and not that you don't that it doesn't look like you know the technical parts but I think it, it might look like that yeah. but for me I think we're you're just as nerdy as me, even more probably with, uh, you know, measuring things and figuring things out and, and so balance like the two worlds. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm, I'm sneaky spiritual or whatever you would say. And you, you asked me that question yesterday, yeah. actually. And uh, I, don't, uh, I don't really know what that means, to be honest with you. It's like, do you believe in God if somebody else asks you? It's, it's the same question. It's like, okay, but... What, what is God to you? Yeah, what is mm, that? Yeah. I, I don't, for me, you know, it could be spiritual sitting here, listen to the monkeys if you Definitely, want. Definitely, yeah. So, uh, so uh, I think we both have parts of that that we want to try to integrate with each other, basically. Yeah. Uh, because I think that they're very valuable. And uh, sometimes it's through experiences, of course. But, uh, of course, in this case, when it comes to, uh, to breathing and everything connected in that, and breathwork is cool like that because it's so wide, you know, it's uh, you can measure certain things and uh, you know, you were measuring that like you showed yesterday about uh, heart rate variability, which is a high performance score actually now, how, like how, how is your nervous system doing in relaxation and you can measure that and we can measure that through breathing techniques and what the result actually is. And then on the other hand, we have the, the full experience. So I like to divide them in in performance measuring and uh, you know overall wellness where you actually experience and what's going on inside of you and all these things and, yeah. and uh, but I think it's good that you have the combination yeah uh, I hope so anyways. in between the two of you uh, because it also attracts a wider audience I guess because you have the people who wants to have the facts and know that this is you know like science science backed yeah. and so on and you also have the people maybe 
me, who just love the experience and yeah. the spiritual aspect and the spiritual growth perspective and aspect of it. So I think that's really a, like a really strong uh, thing that you have when it comes to hail. You can really sense it, I think, when you see the Instagram, see the website, like the two worlds. Yeah. Uh, I think that's amazing. I want to see more of the science and the numbers and the facts into the spiritual realm. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. But so mm -hmm. if you want to um, talk about your story, you told me because we had dinner like a big group yesterday and we I heard some of your story. I thought that was very inspiring. So if you want to, Daniel, if you want to share yeah. where, you, where you're coming from and how you found breathwork. Um, for, for me, the breath came through uh, the exploration of wanting to do something about uh, my depression that I was uh, carrying at that time, anxiety, loneliness, uh, addiction. So I came fresh to Sweden about eight years ago and uh, got my heart broken, didn't work out the way I thought it would and I kind of like went down a downward spiral of just partying and drinking. And I already had depression as I was 13 the first time. Um, wondering what's actually going on in the world and my parents split and took care of my, my younger brothers and sisters. And that kind of like kicked off, um, I would say like a, a, a darker path for me. And when I then came to Sweden, I found myself in like my uh, lowest time. And it was, was really, really hard. And I was about to leave the country uh, because it was too cold and too dark in itself already. And then I saw a documentary with this guy called Wim Hof. And it was the Becoming Superhuman uh, documentary mm. of Vice, where he teaches two Vice reporters to climb the highest mountain in Poland in shorts. And I watched it two times after each other and got his course and the next day I was laying on my bed and I took my first ice cold shower and I hated the cold at that time and I did the breathing on my bed and I had this illuminating moment where I was just like oh my god this is it because after weeks and months of feeling just heavy down depressed lonely I actually felt euphoria felt really great. Wow. I had tingling sensation all over my body and I just felt electrified, absolutely present. And that feeling, I was like, why did no one tell me this before? Mm. Like, why did no one tell me that 20, 25 minutes of breathing in this way can completely change the way I feel? And my mind was finally quiet as well. Yeah. So I actually was laying there for at least 10, 15 minutes just enjoying being alive again from a moment of like deep despair over all the way to feeling happy about being alive, that was huge for me. So I continued training and uh, did the cold showers, had my first ice bath out in Winterbeken and was just like doing the, the whole thing like every day. Yeah. And every day? Every day. Wow. So every day cold shower at least, um, breath work, some asanas that mm. are part of it too. And then going down to the frozen lakes and going into the ice bath. And in two, three months, I was a different person. So it completely cleared out most of my debris and I noticed it was helping me. And a lot of people have obsessive overthinking, anxiety, depression, like you name it, right? It's, it's pretty much standard today to have that. Yeah. And then I noticed that, hey, like if it helped me, maybe it can help other people. So I started just sharing it and it actually... How did you start sharing on Instagram? No, uh, 
<laughs> no, uh, on Norden, that's a community in Stockholm actually. Uh-huh. And so I started holding uh, something called BMS uh, classes, body, mind, spirit classes. All right. Where I always had a component of training the body, training the mind, and uh, the spiritual aspect, which for me was the breathing, the energetical aspect. Okay. So it was always combined in like a three-hour session, actually. Mm. So I would take people through a journey that I'd um, um, kind of developed at that time. I didn't really know what I was doing, just following my intuition. And out of that, it was just showing that so many people had more tools to work with themselves. Mm. So in, in just a short while, it was a major game changer for me. And from all of that, I mean, the cold in itself is powerful. But the breathing itself was way more accessible, much easier. Yeah. I mean, if I say, hey, lay down and breathe versus, hey, go into this ice bath for two minutes, there's a different tolerance towards it, right? But is ice baths, yeah, sorry, is ice baths part of hail now? Uh, I mean, we love the the cold and the heat. Yeah. And we love the cold and the heat because it's a part of nature. Mm-hmm. So the circadian rhythm is actually a cold, hot cycle that goes for 24 hours. Oh. So our cells are actually synchronized through heat and cold. And the breath gives them the, uh, uh, helps with the ATP, the production of energy. And then we have the light, which triggers the circadian rhythm and creates melatonin or turns it actually off. Mm. So all of these elements are just, this is physiology. This is how it works. This is how the human body actually functions. Yeah. And so I helped, uh, started helping people figure that out, became a Wim Hof instructor, climbed the highest mountain in Poland in winter in shorts. You well. did? Yes. Good job. That was amazing. Oh, it wow. was much easier than I thought it would be actually. And that combination then, I just kept on searching for things, how I can help people. And today that is my, what my biggest passion is, how can I help and serve other people, help and serve themselves. So I don't really like making people addicted to my services. I rather give all the principles and I then teach the, the tools that they then can use and they don't need me anymore. Yeah. And that's what I really, really enjoy doing. So when it comes to um, being in such extreme situations like walking up a mountain in shorts, um, the breathing itself, is that, um, are you creating heat in your body via the breathing or is it the awareness? That's actually a really good question. It's a, it's a mix of things. Yeah. The breath keeps me in my body present. Yeah. So it's a gateway to know how I feel at all given times. So the more I'm, I'm present with my breath, the more I'm present with my body, with my emotions, with my mind as well. And then through breathing, slow, calm through the nose, and then also having different techniques where I can actually generate heat inside. A lot of it is just body awareness and holding a good emotional field. Because it was interesting, um, yesterday when we did, like hold, we were holding our breaths for one and a half minutes, I think that's pretty long, but I know that you guys are experiencing how many minutes? 13 minutes? What did well, you say yesterday? Uh, no, that's the the world uh, um, record is 23. Oh, okay, minutes. okay. So we we do yeah, like we don't do 23 you know, minutes, like no. six six seven minutes. <laughs> that's very 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 long. It's, it's quite long, yeah. But anyhow, what I did yesterday was also entering a state of non-duality, which is something I've learned the past six months which is um, a way of kind of um, like an awareness, like a consciousness where you put yourself kind of outside of your own body um, and kind of looking in, you know, 
I can explain this later. But anyhow, that's what I did and that, that, that also really helped me uh, hold my breath and it kind of puts you outside of the body. So I don't know. So I think also when it comes to all of these extreme situations, you can also apply awareness and different types of consciousness methods, I don't know, to, uh, to hold or like to do the extreme exercises, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely. I mean, we, we created like a context in it, uh, yeah. like a nice setup, a set and setting. For, to explore and it's kind of funny because some people they go outwards and they like travel yeah and others feel super connected and they're just going inwards yeah and it happens to me sometimes like that sometimes like that too so it's it's almost like the weather you never know exactly what you get but yeah. you know how you will feel afterwards mm. and and that's always a, a wonderful feeling of peace and calm and usually energy as well yeah. so a feeling energized and calm is like balancing the nervous system and that's what breathing actually really is and i really love that johnny found me a, a few years ago and we put our um, thoughts together because you asked about the science right and there's there's hundreds of papers and research and at the same time, uh, there's also the ancient knowledge of Tibet monks doing this for thousands of years, uh, yoga, tai chi, qigong in Asia. And they've been using breathing and movement for aeons already. So this is nothing new. We're just repackaging it and making it more accessible for the 21st century Westerner. Yeah. Because it's hard for a lot of people to chant or do different kind of things that might activate their whole body through vibration, sound, and breathing. It's like singing. Singing is one of the ancient breathing practices. Yeah. So a, a choir coming together, breathing in, in a harmony, and that changes states. But somehow we don't do that much anymore. At least sadly in Germany and in Sweden, there's very little singing that I actually experience in groups, which probably we did for aeons. Yeah. And now the question is, how do we help people access these tools? And for that, science for me is a language. So that is one of the languages I like using because then I can communicate with someone who speaks that language. Yeah. And then there's the subjective language which no one can deny. It's like if someone lays down and breathes in the, the specific ways we designed, they will have an experience. This is not something to believe in. Like it's not like, oh, I need to believe in, in something at all to have incredible deep experiences with your breath. And it's nothing else. It's no substances more involved than the, the natural part of breathing, yeah. which is just incredible. So at once people can, no matter what the science is saying, it's like, how do you feel afterwards is a big question. Yeah. And that one is like, for me, it's so clear. Like I've never ever um, regretted that I did a breathwork session, not a single time. Do you have 100% of everyone joining your classes who have an experience of some sort? No, I think we're around, uh, I would say, maybe 80% or something like that. And that also means what you, what you, depends on what you mean with experience. Uh, usually most people experience uh, full relaxation. Yeah. And I would say that's, that's the normal and also with the, the style and what we've been doing now. Uh, so that's usually the, the normal 
And then there's a couple that have these deeper, very life-changing experiences, I would say, and, and quite an instant. And a lot of that is, of course, they've heard about it and maybe have expectations or not. I don't know if that's going to change now when like more people are hearing about it, that they're like, oh, my friend told me I would have this experience, so now I'm going to have it. And that usually never works uh, in, in breathwork. If you have too many expectations of things are going to happen, it's just not going to work. Yeah. So. Uh, um, I hope, I hope we don't have too many expectations of that in the future. But uh, that kind of, uh, kind of normal. And then there's always some that maybe they don't. They're a little bit afraid. There's some resistance and there's some fear, and they don't really want to go into the breathing and uh, kind of just hanging out. And it's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but of course, it's. Uh, you know, it's like going to the gym. If you want to get sweaty, kind of you have to move. You know, yeah. otherwise it's difficult to to get the sweat. So uh, you need to do some work, as in breath work, and then you will get all these nice benefits afterwards. And uh, just to go back on that, when you talk about the elements, and that's super interesting. So of course, in the in the beginning, we were looking at uh, a bigger space, especially in Stockholm, where we can include all of these heat. Uh, uh, heat and cold and light and like all of these different elements around uh, uh, a breathing and have breathing as the center mm. and then kind of impact that around it and as you noticed also yesterday uh, it's different on when, where you are like if you're outside uh, it's going to be a different experience if you're inside it's a different experience if it's hot or cold mm. uh, if you're high up in the sky or underground so uh, whoever is in the group, uh, who is guiding, where you are, there's just so many elements that kind of play into what's going to happen. So every session, and then it comes back to the, the expectations also, it's like, even if you have expectation and, you know, it would be this million dollar lottery, and if, for you to pinpoint exactly all of these elements and actually get that, it's like, yeah, it's like basically one in a million either way. So, so uh, being quite open to what will happen and, and also trust that you will kind of get what you need. And sometimes yeah. that's a little bit difficult, yes. Um, but it, at least then it's kind of exposed in some way and, and you have the ability to work with it and you might see something that you didn't do before. And it doesn't stay forever. Uh, I very seldom, I, I think for both of us, um, Unless you, you have deep, deep traumas that you have to work through a lot of times, then I would say most of the things that, that I see in sessions anyways is, is things that are bothering people kind of right now. And mm -hmm. same, same as um, a lot of people have like problem solving, like one thing, like they get all these insights. And they're like, oh, I was thinking about this thing today at work for two days and I don't know how to solve it. And then like now I know how to do it. So it's almost like sleeping, the same thing where you sleep on it and then it just yeah. appears in your mind, right? Clarity. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, uh, uh, so even if you might have something, you always said in the beginning too, it's like an emotional shower yeah. where you come in and you might be carrying something, you don't really know what it is and you're feeling kind of well, something going on and then you, you go in, you do the breathing session and then afterwards it's like, you don't even remember what it was that mm. was feeling bad. It's just, it was just there and now it's out kind of. So uh, that's a way of working with it for sure. Mm. Uh, and sometimes that would be exposed and you actually will know what it is and you're like, okay, Jesus, maybe I have to 
look at this, like I've been doing this now for a year and it makes me feel like shit, like why am I doing it, you know? So, um, so for that it's very cool and the elements play a big part of that, yeah. So why is the breath giving you perspective and clarity? So what is actually happening inside of your body? The million dollar question. Mind, spirit, <laughs> to give you these kind of effects. Yeah. So I think one of the most important things to know about the breath, I mean, there's multiple aspects. There's the mechanical aspect of bringing air in and out of the body, and that can be compromised. Uh, and then there's the respiratory effect, which is biochemical, so the exchange of gases. And then there's the psychophysiological effect, which is based on behaviors. So breathing is almost a behavior. Every breathing pattern is linked to a certain state of mind and every state of mind is linked to a specific breathing pattern so for example if you would watch your breath during the day and you're stressed it's probably shallow upper lungs and for many humans it's mouth breathing and they don't even notice that that is influencing their state mm. and sometimes it's hard to say like are they stressed because they're stressed or are they stressed because they breathe like they're stressed yeah and then there's the the aspect that I'm um, want to bring up is the nervous system and the nervous system is the electromagnetic system in the body so it's like a whole tanglement of nerves that go through and communicate with the whole body and the brain is a part of the nervous system so it's not governing it or anything it's a big part but the whole nervous system actually governs the way we perceive reality mm. and so there's the sympathetic part and there's the parasympathetic parts the gas pedal and the brake pedal and it's always changing in a seesaw, so you cannot be sleeping and highly awake. It's just impossible, right? If you get highly awake in a dream, you're going to wake up. And you can balance all of the, the, the aspects of the gas and the brake pedal, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. With that, it happens every breath we take. So every inhale we take, we're pressing the gas pedal. Heartbeats uh, speeds up slightly, um, blood pressure goes up. And then exhale, it turns around, so we go into the parasympathetic nervous system, we're pressing the gas pedal, we're relaxing, the heart slows down, blood pressure changes. Mm. So it's actually one of the pumps that bring blood flow through the whole body as well. So it's so many aspects that the breath is actually influencing or controlling. One of the most fascinating things that I think is there is that the breath is one of these autonomic functions that we actually are able to influence. So we can either let it just breathe us or we can control it and now change the variation. And that changes multiple different aspects of the autonomic nervous system, which is usually that we cannot control. But the breath is the gateway of starting contro mm. to control the heartbeats, for example. And there, there's the magic it's, that lies in it. It's almost an invitation of life to co-create our own experience. So if I want more energy, for example, I know already I can breathe a little bit deeper and faster and I'm going to get more energy into my body. I'm going to wake up. Yeah. I don't need actually a coffee. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Okay, what do I do? I just breathe faster, deeper, more intense. And I'm going to get more, feel more awake because yeah. that's the gas pedal. If I want to slow down and relax, I do the double inhale through the nose and a sigh of relief out of the mouth. With five or six of those and I'm 20, 30, 40, 50% more relaxed than I was before I did that. 
That's very cool. So that is kind of like the the superpower that yeah. we all have access to, just no one is sharing. But do we know why we alter different consciousness? Or like why we're gonna go more into the spiritual side of breathwork because that's something I'm very interested in. But um, but do we know why it gives you like the clarity and like the why? Or it's because you're getting more into the body. You're getting more grounded. But why is it get, giving you? Why are you getting more grounded from breathwork? Do you know? Well, I, I would say it's a connector. Mm. So first of all, again, the nervous system, right? If you're more alert, so more energized in that system, then you're also going to be more present in your body. Oh. So and presence helps obviously get more information from the organs and all the cells in the body. Yeah. That is that is one aspect. And then there's also something that happens with the emotional shower as well, which is uh, eventually we carry a lot of things that happen during the day and a lot of people don't know how to actually release thoughts, release emotions, yeah. and they just circulate. Yeah. They circulate in the body over and over and over again. They don't even notice that it's there. Like in our session yesterday, for example, like it was clear that some were holding energies since weeks, maybe mm. even months. They don't know how to release them. Yeah. And the release of that builds a form of what people then call emptiness. So they feel empty inside and a mm. good empty. And that's the emotional shower. It's like cleaning up your room after a long time. And at once you're just like, oh, there's nothing there. Yeah. And we have the peace and calm in the mind. The mind is not chattering all the time and bombarding. So, and at once, it's just like there's a single focus, single clarity, emptiness, and feeling at peace and energized. It's my favorite state to be in. Yeah. So, if I can have all of that at once, like that's my favorite state. That's the optimum. For for mm. being awake at at daytime. At night, I want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but can you actually call breathwork a spiritual practice? I'm, I don't know what what is more spiritual actually than breathing and connecting to something that people cannot see. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but I wouldn't say that it's mainly a spiritual practice. Like it's, I would say it's a practice for all aspects, and this is why, like from all of the tools that are out there, this is my absolute favorite one because it has the psychophysiological effects. It's mental, physical, uh, emotional. And the experiences that I've had so far, I mean, I, ca I cannot describe them anything else than spiritual. Yeah. So I see colors, visions, I get information. I, it's, it's the mystery realm, we call. So it's mm -hmm. the mystery factor. The rest we can kind of describe, but then there's something happening that is just out of, out of explanation. Yeah. And hopefully, eventually, we're going to be able to describe it, but... When I breathe really deeply and Johnny is holding a session and my whole legs are like feeling like they're tingling and I'm almost like a rocket ship flying through space. And then at once I see a huge eye in front of me that's staring right back at me. I'm like, and many, many, many people have this experience. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Or like, I don't know. I just love the experience. I don't need to know necessarily. The feeling that I have afterwards is what counts for me. It's very common for me too to see an eye when I do different types of, you know, sessions. The eye. It's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. 
Um, so how can, how can breathwork help you on a spiritual journey? I think it is a, uh, I think it's a great uh, opener, a door opener. And uh, I would say, I mean, poking around in this world of holistic performance and, and spirituality in some ways uh, for the last 10 years, uh, there's some things that I don't think is the first thing I would recommend people to do. <laughs> I'm not going to disclose anything more than that. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, and then there's other things that I think is very useful and, and a good like kind of gateway for people to understand that there's, uh, I wouldn't say there's a different world inside of you, but kind of. Um, and uh, that's, that's what we see a lot, that uh, they don't have that connection to themselves. I'm not saying that the spirit, the spirit have to be like somewhere else. For me, anyways, no, no, it's, it's very mm. inside of me and uh, it can look, very different depending on, on uh, what the circumstances and uh, if you've never seen that it's quite difficult to maybe see a lot of other things beautiful that might be around you also so if you can get that connection you can understand that you can open up that door and then all of a sudden it's like your mind is open and uh, it's just wonderful and wonderful when we have sessions and uh, like Daniel said, it might be somebody that comes in and you kind of sense that they're a little, a little bit closed in, they're there, they want to do something, but maybe a little bit afraid. And then they open up and they breathe and then afterwards, maybe there's some type of release. So they're just having a wonderful time. And afterwards you can see in their eyes that their mind has opened. Yeah. So when you speak to them, they, they relate to you in a different way. And uh, there's something, uh, there's something interesting about that that makes it, I think a lot of other things afterwards become easier, you know. Whatever, they might pick up a different type of book next time they're reading or watch a different show or follow a different account on Instagram yeah. or whatever it is. And so I think it's a very good gateway and a simple way. And that was like the first thing for me that came up um, when I had those deeper sessions, like, why is nobody doing this? How come they, we don't understand this on the basic level, same as yoga or you know, working out? Yeah. Because it's so fundamental that everybody needs to understand how this is working, what happens to you and what can open and how you can work with it. Yeah. And uh, it's so, it, in some ways it's so easy that it's just ridiculous. And you, you tell people in the beginning, I'm like, oh, we do breathing. They're like, what? <laughs> what, what? Why would you it's do that? It's almost too easy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, I, be, I breathe all the time. I don't need to do that. Yeah. So athlete is the same thing. Like, I, I've been breathing all, the, all my life. I'm a, I'm a runner. It's like, okay. Uh, and then you test them and they know nothing about breathing. But anyway, so that's a different uh, topic maybe. Mm. <laughs> but so I think it's a perfect gateway. I can recommend it to almost any, anyone. Yeah. Like, um, of course, there's some dis discrepancies around that, but uh, uh, most of the people I can find a way for them to breathe and, and uh, open up a different world I would say yeah. so yeah that's a long answer no but it was a very good answer and um, so yesterday you spoke about Shi and the Kundalini so what also happens is that you activate the Kundalini in your body right or there's a possibility for activating it okay um, I would say, like if we first to establish is that there's as many ways to breathe as there's ways to move. 
Yeah. And just starting with that means that there's many different ways we can breathe that will do different kind of things. And to explore the breath, it's like exploring myself. Yeah. So my breath will bring certain emotions up and sensations, and then my mind might go completely blank and quiet, or it might start talking a lot, and different ways will bring me more into connection. And I mean, I had uh, my uh, my first Kundalini activation, uh, and I didn't know what it was back then because I was doing Wim Hof method, and uh, I knew about Kundalini, but. It, just that's not something he speaks about no Wim. not really not really uh, and after later researching it was clear like the Tibetan monks who where Getumo comes from they they have this um, this connection yeah so the technique is very similar so that specific technique might activate your Kundalini all right mm -hmm. so others doing HRV um, or uh, coherence breathing I'm, I'm not sure that people will actually have that experience. Okay. Mm. So this is really important to look at. Is so Wim Hof more um, activating? Well, w Wim Hof is a mix of uh, doing mental exercises with breath work and the cold. And it's kind of funny because it's counterintuitive, but going outside cold creates inside heat. Yeah. And outside heat creates inside cold. And most people have not understood that um, because they're cold all the time and they run away from the cold and they think it's going to get better. But it's the opposite that we have to do to generate inner heat. Mm. So the practice itself is already about generating inner heat. And for me, I remember that moment where I was doing breath work and at once I was just out and I woke up and my whole spine was like on fire. And I was radiating like heat, snake. like massive mm. amounts of heat. I was just like, I got... Uh, actually really scared in that moment because I was like what is happening like I'm burning up and it just faded away and I felt amazing afterwards just very 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 electrified mm. and that um, I, I, I tried to avoid that experience in the beginning then I was like that was not good then I started reading up on it and that it was a quite a, a normal feature. The life force. Yeah, mm. exactly. Rising from the base of the spine. So there's a lot of things that I would say I don't understand, but I've experienced. Mm. And I think that makes a big difference for me at least. Like, I'm like, okay, do I have to explain that experience? Like, I know the energetical field that I had in my body and how it was in that moment and the clarity yeah. and the energy that I felt there. And that is kind of like um, what, what I like exploring there too. I don't need all of the answers. I would love them. I would love all of the answers. And I'm searching for finding ways to explain what happens. But there's this whole realm where in breath work where it's just honesty to say we don't know what is going on and that is also okay isn't that kind of nice in some ways that we don't know everything i kind of that kind of makes me calm and humble yeah i would yeah absolutely yeah me too i think a lot of people don't think like that though true uh, and I, I haven't in my past no. but the more I develop and like the more I grow I think it's quite nice to know that there's so much I don't know yeah I think, I think there's uh, eventually there's no other way to look at it actually yeah true uh, un un unfortunately or fortunately but uh, if you think the world is what you believe it is that that is 100% not true 
I would say. Exactly. Uh, that's the only thing I would say. <laughs> you is think 100%. you can control the world? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the fallacy. I mean, every real scientist knows that things are just until a better theory yeah. comes. So the universe is always expanding in knowledge and wisdom, and not recognizing that that is the case is is like in my eyes, it's ignorance. So there's a billion of things. We don't even know how sleep really functions. We have data, we have a aspect of looking at it, but like yeah. a lot of people don't still know why we yawn. We have a lot of theories about why we yawn, but no one can actually say these are all of the aspects that happen. So, But there's still nothing that can prove what consciousness is either. Oh, I mean, there's there's ways of exploring consciousness, I would say, but the whole thing about proving something from a limited aspect, which we are as humans, relatively limited. But so, science has n has not found like an answer of consciousness. No, uh, no, there's just uh, really intelligent ways of exploring consciousness. Yeah. So there's and there then there's always the different parties, right? So some say it's generated, some say no, we found that it's not. I'm just like, yeah, uh, have, have fun exploring. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the funnest part that comes with it. So when should you not do breathwork? Is there sometimes when it's not appropriate or when it's not, you know, something you recommend? Oh, that's a, that's a very complex question because it's multifaceted in so many ways. For example, people with epilepsy should not be doing specific breathing techniques because they might activate a seizure. Yeah. Uh, pregnant women should not do specific breathing techniques because they might lower the blood flow to their child. Mm. Um, but there are others that they actually are useful for them. And then we also have to look at the moment. Why are they doing it? For what, mo uh, for what outcome? And now we're having a way better question. So it's like, it's like saying everyone should do squats. Well, that's not correct, right? Like some people should definitely not do squats at this time, but they could do a different movement. Yeah. And then also, are they trying to change their uh, psychophysiological aspects? Are they trying to heal a trauma? Are they tr uh, breathing to have orgasmic experiences? What is it actually that they want? And is this a good moment to do it? Mm. And not all conscious controlled breathing is actually good for us. So we actually can disrupt the natural biochemical aspect of it in ways that might bring up complications. Mm. And most humans do that already unnoticed. Yeah. <laughs> so they have suboptimal breathing patterns that they adapted from their parents, from their surrounding, from emotional uh, trauma. And now, whenever that situation comes up, they start breathing that way, they have that experience, and they think that it has to do with something else. And then behavioral changes is really, really good. And sometimes we want to activate these things mm. so we can actually work with the subconscious realm. Mm -hmm. And so you see that the, yeah. the question is... <laughs> it, was easy, it was an easy question. You could just, yeah, exactly. Easy answer would have been done. Pregnant. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, in, so in general, I mean, um, of course we have some precautions and then uh, that what I noticed a lot is uh, it's very seldom that somebody feels that there's something that uh, breathwork is not a type of practice where you have something and you kind of hide it and then go in anyways full-fledged. There's very few people who do that. So the ones that feel that Oh, maybe I have something here. 
usually there's quite hard, resi hard resistance. So um, when you say have like have something to work with, have something to Some work with. If you have, uh, you know, it's very seldom that we have a person that come into a class and have, uh, uh, you know, bypass heart surgeries and don't say anything about yeah. it, you know, uh, because they know it's almost like the I don't know if the intuition or whatever it is, it, it is, but it's like going into physical activity. It's the same thing. You kind of like, oh, my knee's hurting, so maybe I shouldn't do this, you mm. know. So uh, of course, there's some things around that, and uh, we try to screen people for that, of course. And uh, if that's the case, then we can work with them individual and more specifically, basically. Yeah. So yeah. So some physical aspects or physical. Um uh, scenarios. Exactly, those it's diseases, there's yeah. uh, injuries, yeah. all kind of things that need to be taken into account. So, but general, generally speaking, it's one of the safest practices yeah. that are out there because it's you and your breath. Yeah. And we're breathing every day. It's the that's first thing we do till the last moment of our life. That's why it's so powerful. I think it's amazing, like the simpler things get, the more I like them in a way, because then you know it's pure. Mm. Um, so I think that's very fascinating with breath work, that it's like, you don't need anything, because that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, that you, I don't think that we need a lot of things, you know? Mm. We're not meant to have all kinds of tools, like mm. physical tools and, and go to classes and yoga, mm. like nice fancy yoga um, rooms and stuff. It's, it's supposed to be very simple. Um, so, and how often do you recommend that you do breath work? What is Six times a day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it that you're looking for? Yeah. That would be a good question then. So yeah, and yeah. And, can't be too much. And what style? I mean, um, I think both of us, of course, when you go into something, then you kind of go, or maybe it's just us, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we go into it and then you, you want to explore it fully. So then you might do, do it really intensely for a certain amount of time and you, you understand and get the experience and you understand what's, what's going on and how you relate to that, especially if you want to try to teach other people. I think that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, I, I usually recommend people to slow start it and uh, it depends on who you are and your personality but it's kind of like this new year's resolution thing where oh now i'm going to start doing breath work i'm going to do it every day and then after two weeks it's like oh my god it's almost like you've burned yourself out mm. and uh, i wouldn't recommend that i would i would try to you know find a place you can do breath work and then you know, go there a couple of times, learn a little bit more every time, find some new techniques, maybe throw in that technique every once in a while. And uh, I think the consistency over time is what's going to do the difference. So for us, like we have people coming to the classes, then one of the bigger differences, I mean, any practice is wonderful if you can do it something every day and you don't have to do the deepest breathing technique every day but some type of technique of course yeah uh, to have a kind of a morning ritual or night ritual whatever you have but i think what breathwork actually why i think it's so suitable for modern times is if you come to us one day a week and you do that for just for six months your life will change yeah and that's cool that is 
I don't know anything else maybe that would have the ability to do that. If you go work out once a week, I don't think that much is going to happen. If you do meditation once a week, you're probably not that much going to happen. Uh, yoga, well, maybe you get a little bit more flexible and mm. get some more peace of mind. But uh, the changes in if you do breath work once a week for six months will be, it will be a difference. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's very applicable and useful for that sense because I know a lot of people don't have time or believe they don't have time in a stressed society. So mm. yeah, that speaks a lot for um, for maybe breathwork, I would say, but then of course, how much you're gonna do it, so. So as with everything, moderation and kind of uh, ease into it and, or maybe do hardcore style like you yeah, maybe it, it, it seems like everything works. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, see what is there. yeah, it's all about, uh, if you know that you're a person that do things for two weeks and then stop, then yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, trying to, I would say, trying to find a practice and incorporate it and, and I like to see it as a complement to life, basically. Mm. So even if you're doing yoga or training or, or working or whatever you're doing, like this is the core that you kind of want to integrate and that will feed everything else. So the breath will feed everything else you're doing. Yeah. So uh, see it as, I would see it more as a complement than, than anything else. Like, you know, if you're in the gym on the treadmill running five days a week, I think it'll be better for you to take out one day and then mm. do breath work, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, and that might be other things that are like that as well. So um, a compliment, I would say. So use it as a compliment. Nice. And follow your intuition. That's usually what we yes. recommend. Yes. With everything. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so... This is a sp spiritual po podcast. So I didn't exactly. even mention that. That was right. a given. <laughs> yeah. um, so do you guys have any or I know you have, but can you recommend a few simple breathing exercises that our listeners can do? Maybe it's going to be hard. To, I don't know if it's going to be hard to mm. vocally uh, instruct. Um, there's there's two, or actually there's three that I always want everyone to have. Okay, perfect. Because not everyone is maybe experimental or likes trying new things, but like Johnny just said, like you're going to need your breath every day. Yeah. And everything you do is fueled by your breath. So everyone should know how to activate the gas pedal. Everyone mm. should know how to activate the brake pedal. And everyone should know how to balance both of them. Mm. And for that, there's three uh, very, very simple ways of doing it. And this is the fun thing. So some can just come to our classes and they breathe and they do these deeper journeys. But after a while, for me, like I watch my breath during the day and I just stay connected to it. As we're speaking now, right now, for example, I'm aware of how my breath is, and that helps me be aware of, am I holding any tension in my body? And this is actually where breathwork starts. So everyone already now listening, if they want, they can just start watching their breath. Mm. And that means, how does it feel to breathe? How is the breath? Is it slow? Is it stronger? Is it deeper? Where are we breathing into? Are we using the mouth or the nose? And that is the mother of all meditation. So just watching the breath is the mother of all meditation. And the more we integrate that into day-to-day -day life, the less we hold unnecessary tension in the body. I noticed that a lot with me. Like I was uh, clinching my, my belly or doing all kinds of things. And every time I was like, oh, I'm doing that, then I can just let it go. Mm. And that helped me be more present in the moment because each breath is different. 
it's never the same. They might be feeling similar, but they're never the same. So that's the, the best place to start, just watching your breath and integrating that into life more and more. What should they, um, or what should we observe with the breath? Like, what is it telling us? Uh, we could do a connect to self exercise where literally we go uh, do into that. Yeah. Would you want that? Yeah, sure. Yeah? Cool. Okay, then we can do it together. Yeah. So uh, if you're driving car right now, please don't close your eyes, but everything else, you can do it while walking, standing, whatever it is, you don't really need to have any special position. I like closing my eyes and sitting to do this to fully give my attention to my breath. So now you can lower your gaze or close your eyes, except you're driving a vehicle or walking. And start by becoming aware of where the breath is entering your body. It might be the nose or the mouth. We're not trying to change anything at this stage. You're witnessing your breath breathing you right now. You can if it's the nose, you can feel the sensation of air passing at your, the tip of your nose, going into your nostrils, your sinuses, to the back of your throat, and just feel the sensations. Feel the rising and falling of your chest, your belly, your lower back, and your sides as well. sure to not take any control of your breath. If you're not sure if you're controlling it, just let go of your breath and let it come and inhale on its own. And your job now is to notice as much as possible in your sensations. hands and see how much you are able to notice. And so now keep that connection to your breath and now we're going to expand a little further. So you're watching your breath but now we're going to bring more awareness to everything else that is happening in your body right now. So as you're watching your breath you might become more aware of your heartbeats, your pulse. Any feeling that is alive in your body right now. And now hold the awareness for all the sensations that are alive in you while staying connected to your breath. Now we're going to add the emotional layer with that as well. And you can ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Stay connected to your breath and your sensations and see where these emotions are and what the flavors and how they taste, where they live in your body. if your breath slightly changed already. And 
Now holding the sensation of field, your breath and your emotions, we're going to add the layer of thoughts as well. And you can ask yourself, I wonder what I'm thinking right now. And observe. Are there many thoughts? Few? None? What's the quality of your thoughts? Now holding the whole human experience that you have right now in your field of awareness. How much is happening in each and every second? slowly open your eyes if you had them closed just notice the impact it had of just a few moments of connecting to your breath to your body to your emotions and your mind what was it for you i just want to stay on the inside <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting how much is actually happening right when you give us the opportunity to think about it. So much is happening. And I mean, like thinking about what every cell is doing, it's a lot of stuff. Um, so this one here will give you awareness for how you breathe during the day. Yeah. And then you might notice, like I, I noticed when I was answering emails that I'm holding my breath. And then I wonder why I feel weird after a while. Yeah. So then, Staying with my breath, I can start breathing smoother, softer, allowing it differently. So this is the, the beginning of all breath work, is breath awareness. Mm. And breath awareness directly brings awareness for what is happening inside. And then that connection inside is more information, more data, more useful intelligence. Because it's not just the thinking mind that brings intelligence to, to our experience. So at once I can let my emotions guide me, see if I want to react or not. My mind is more clear and calm just by doing that. And now we can start acting into conscious control. Yeah. So if I now notice like, oh, I'm super excited. I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't want to be so stressed or excited because stress is just a natural part of life. It's nothing bad. Chronic stress is the big killer of our time. And chronic stress for me is the inability to press the brake pedal and know how to calm. That's all it is. So most people just don't know how to calm themselves. Mm. And the simplest thing they can do, and now we can do it actually all together, and we did it yesterday, we built it into many of our classes, is the double inhale sigh of relief. Yeah. It comes from the Uberman lab. They, uh, it's a lab for optimization and they tested hundreds of breathing techniques and measured the impact on the nervous system. And the one that is fastest, because it's a physiological sigh, we do it already every five minutes, is taking a double as deep inhale as usual, in through the nose, and then letting it go out of the mouth with a sound if you like, and we can just do it together. Yeah. So we just empty sure. our, our breath through the mouth. 
slow, deep inhale in through the nose, really deep into the belly, into the middle, into the top, opening your mouth and a nice sigh. And let's just do a few more. Let's make it a little softer and smoother. Slow, deep double inhale in through the nose. Sigh of relief, letting it fall out without any resistance. Uh. Are you breathing in through your nose or through your mouth? In through the nose mm-hmm. and out through the mouth. Yeah. This is a good one. Very easy. Very easy. And you can do 20, you can do 30, you can do 40. But you also can like learn how to do it just with one breath. Like me just doing the three, four now, I can feel it clearly behind my head. I feel a little heavier, a little drowsy. Just smooth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm. So that's the parasympathetic activation, mm. the brake pedal. And um, Johnny, do you want to do the activation? Sleeping now. Exactly. What was you? What were, you, what were you thinking? Sniff, sniff, puff. Uh, no, you do. That's your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Should I do it? Yeah. So um, the double inhale sigh of relief, right? It's uh, now we're doing it soft and smooth and slow. And through that soft, smooth, and slow, we're activating the parasympathetic nervous system. And we're using the nose to inhale because we automatically breathe deeper and we use the right muscles if we do nose breathing most of the time. And through the mouth, we expel carbon dioxide, which helps with just the acid base, which helps us be more relaxed as well. That is really good for slowing down. So we have the third exercise that you called? Sniff, sniff, puff. Okay, love the name. (laughs) Um, Do you want to walk us through? Yeah, so it's the same way as the double inhale sigh of relief. Just this time we do it more intense. Yeah. And that changes the outcome. So this is for activation. And be in a safe environment when you're doing it right now. Then it works that we take double inhales in through the nose and just sigh out through the mouth, letting it fall out. And this time really fast. So it goes pretty much like. We're gonna do that for 30 seconds. Yeah? Okay. Okay, cool. Great. So we can start exhaling out through the mouth, all the air out. Okay. And beginning. Come back. Just observe what happened in these 30 seconds. So, how was that for you? Uh, a lot of heat is 
has been building up in my body. I feel sweaty, basically. Um, yeah. A strong mm. activation. And some dizziness. Mm. It's my favorite thing to do when I feel really tired. Yeah. And I do sniffs of puff for about one, two minutes, and yeah. then I feel very present and energized. Wow. Usually a lot of warmth as well. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, activation technique, for example. That doesn't take much time at all. So cool. Thank you so much. So these are three powerful exercises that people can do to both um, then reduce stress and build energy. Yeah. Absolutely. So gas pedal, brake pedal, mm. and just observing the breath. Yeah. Which all three of this day-to-day usage. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, so my final question for you guys is about your new center that you founded this year, Hale. It's a beautiful breathwork studio in Stockholm. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about the concept and also about the classes that you have? And I know you also have been branching out to different platforms. Um, do you want to just walk us through the experience? Yeah, so we wanted to create a space, of course, uh, that uh, people can come and breathe to, but a platform, overall platform also, that people can come and breathe and we can combine all these beautiful different styles, basically. So that's our, uh, our concept of what we know. Uh, I don't know any other place that actually does that in that way. Uh, there might be combinations with other type of practices, but a pure breathwork center that just do that, I don't see that many else in the world. So uh, uh, we're quite pr uh, proud of that, of course. Uh, so we have a class schedule as any other, uh, I would say a normal yoga, yoga studio would have a different type of classes. Uh, we created a journey through that also that you can start at one end with the intros and then you can build it up and you go, go through a progression of different uh, type of classes. We have seven, eight now maybe, I think eight. Um, so we have that and we work with companies that's super, super interesting also. A lot of people that we wouldn't reach normally. Yeah. So uh, that might be into hard performance that uh, a couple of people in the company might think it's interesting and the rest it's a kind of like, uh, what is this weird thing you're doing? Some and, break uh, from work. Yeah, yeah exactly, Let's exactly, this, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's super, super cool that we can reach them as well. Yeah. And uh, because that's the way for us to kind of come into the common place. Uh, so we do that. Uh, and then of course, Daniel has the, um, uh, the guide training. We're training a lot of guides. We have 20, almost 25 new ones this year. And we trained uh, along uh, maybe 30 in total uh, before. So that is also super cool and of course a part of the mission of trying to spread this. Some individuals use it in the practice that they're, they're at, uh, whatever the workspace they're, they're, they're in, uh, so professionals, uh, therapists and trainers and uh, some want to use it for themselves and the other ones uh, uh, maybe have the intention to work with us also a little bit uh, further down the road. So it's, it's quite a mix and very good talented people so it's super super fun. And uh, I have a training a little bit on the side that's more geared to just sports performance, I would mm. say. So uh, a little bit shorter. The bigger one is around six months and uh, mine is a little bit shorter. I do it simpler than, than Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we do that and then um, we also, of course, with the schedule we have at, uh, at the studio, we're also serving that online because sometimes a location is just a small take-up area, right? And, 
we want to be able to service that. So we have classes every day, sometimes uh, even multiple sessions a day. And that I think is also quite unique. There's nobody else that I know that is doing that yeah. uh, on a regular basis. So that and down now in combination also with the new app that we're coming out, we want to be able to service people basically anywhere mm. uh, and have the opportunity to you know, go through this breath journey, lifestyle, or whatever you would call it with us, but also try to incorporate it when it's needed, kind of like we talked about before, when, what technique is useful, when, and uh, how are you gonna use it? And you can be able to have the ability to learn that. So uh, yeah, we're doing a lot of things, and uh, we wanna serve a lot of different functions, so one-stop uh, shop for for the breath i would say yeah. wow <laughs> yeah. that's a good slogan yeah so we also have virtual classes every day so um, we can reach people also beyond i don't know if uh, maybe you just said that already yeah i did okay. yeah. <laughs> but it's good that you're telling that yeah. and saying that again because it's important because yeah. people feel that um oh i can't i need to have this experience uh, I need. I only need to have this experience uh, in, you know, in real life, which is wonderful. I, I, I think it's it's a dimension of that that's super. Yeah. But there's also something really powerful with doing it uh, online, uh, is because uh, you're uh, you're in a very safe space. You're in the most safe place you can be, and that's at home. And you're very comfortable and rela relaxed. And uh, actually doing it in a group online works really good. You go to some really nice deep stages. And uh, in the beginning, both of us like, uh, we don't really want to do that because it's not, it's not going to be nice. And you started having some sessions and I went through and I'm like, this is like the experience. It's not better, but it's something completely, I didn't, I didn't think it would be that. So it's good that you're pushing that <laughs> it's great from the yeah. safety and comfort of the home yeah some yeah. people are able to even go deeper than in our studio yeah we actually yeah. prepare that way mm. they just feel more safe and more comfortable and it's very easy to access so yeah amazing that's a, yeah that's an important one and our brand promises to breathe connect and grow yeah so we we share and we breathe together and that deepens the connection within and to others and then we build also uh, authentic relating practices so that is where uh, we can connect with each other and like sharing at the beginning and at the end and the mix of breathing and then connecting is uh, really what brings us the deepest growth so far and that is our combination then too that brings that in because human connection is actually all we're looking for at least yeah. out of my experience very true amazing thank you so much for uh guesting our podcast um this interview has been kind of a journey uh we started with the monkeys we had the cap session running right next to us it's going to be interesting to see how much of that came into the the um, recording um but i think that was nice we heard some screaming some crying some, some technical difficulties some technical uh, yeah, you know, mishaps we spoke about emotional release so i think it all happened in the most perfect way. Now a new cap session is starting. So yes. I think maybe that's going to be uh, a perfect way to end this. Mm. Fabulous. Thank you so much for having us. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thanks for being amazing, Johnny. Yeah, doing this you. together. Thank it's, you. It's an honor and a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. And goodbye to the people who have joined this um, on YouTube. Yes. Our first YouTube show. 
Great one. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.